Hello and welcome once again to SD Europe's podcast. My name is Luke Cox and I lead SD Europe's communications. For those who are new to SD Europe, we are an umbrella organisation representing national supporters organisations, local fan groups and member-run amateur and professional football clubs. We represent fans across Europe to increase supporter involvement in football clubs and football institutions. You can find out more about SD Europe by visiting our website, which is www.sdeurope.eu. But anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get into this podcast. So for this episode of our podcast, we'll be speaking to Leonardo Aliotti, who is the club manager of non-professional Milan-based side Barrera FC, who is also the organising club of the Phoenix Trophy, a pan-European competition for community-centric non-professional football clubs. Uh, so today we are joined by Leonardo from the Phoenix Trophy. Uh, Leonardo, thank you for making the time to speak with us. My pleasure, my pleasure. Absolutely. Great. So can you, to begin with, can you introduce yourself, your role with the Phoenix Trophy and, and just introduce what the tournament is all about? Yes, um, I'm actually, okay, from the Phoenix Trophy, it's uh, a big, um, um, how can I say, promotion from, uh, <laughs> uh, compared to what I am. So I'm the club manager from uh, BIFC. We are the 30, notoriously, I think notoriously is a bad, bad term. We are, we are known as the third team in Milano here because we, okay, it's in, in 21 years we had a lot of projects. We are not very well known as the third team because of our, because of our football results. Um, but we, we managed to, to create a lot of projects, a lot of out of the box thinking um, that actually ensure does this kind of recognition. So, and uh, speaking of this kind of project in the, be, somewhere between the first lockdown and the second lockdown, we, we thought that there was something missing um, in our football experience. And in general, in the amateur world, the foot, in the non-professional football experience. So something that could relate more to the image of the, of, the, the kind of uh, football we were watching on TV because I don't know about the other places, but in Italy we we've barely watched the first division. To say yeah, nobody watches the lower division. I'm not even talking non-professional. I'm just saying even second Serie B and Serie C, uh, they are really not watch. Why would you watch them when you have the Serie? And then again, why would you watch the Serie when you have the Champions League? So. It's always a time to reach to watch the, the, the higher spots so you lose a little bit of sight of what's in uh, what's in the lower leagues. And um, so we wanted to have something like that for the amateur world ourselves because we think actually the very base, uh, basic concept is that we think football, okay, football is um, is a game even before being a sport, it's a game. And uh, but it's not only one block. We think there is professional football and you might like it or not. This goes into personal taste, but um, uh, let aside this kind of judgment. It has all its mechanisms. It has only system working. Uh, it's purely uh, money-driven. Not saying it's good or bad, but it's purely money-driven. And I wouldn't even say 
um, I think it's uh, normally it's like this because then it's then it's too much money at stake. So it would be um, odd to see it happening the opposite way around, you know, and them not caring about the money. They have so much money; they are actually caring mostly about the money. So uh, and then you have non-professional football. The problem then you have amateur football what i think in england you call sunday league football and in italy it's called amateur football we have uh, another kind of distinction but that there is purely um after work uh, football practice so um let's stick to professional and non-professional in the non-professional world that we see in italy and i don't want to speak for uh, everyone but i think except maybe the uk it's a general uh, sense everywhere in, in Europe. Okay, let's not go over to other continents, but in Europe. Um, in non-professional football, you have mm, this kind of issue. Since, since the football uh, pyramid is per se a pyramid, so you have the highest level on top, and then comes all the lower leagues. But then if you are in the lower leagues, you think that with some working and getting and grinding, you can get to the highest league because it's possible. Technically, it's possible. If you are, we have nine leagues here in Italy. If you win the, the league nine times in a row, you can get to the top to top tier. So <laughs> nobody has ever done it, of course, but it's possible if you if you put enough energy, money and uh, and conviction in, in it. So. So you have teams in the lowest leagues, where we play even lower, that are fully convinced they should manage the club as they were man managing a, a, a professional team. And that is a big mistake because, first of all, it's, it's a wrong kind of thinking because you are not managing a professional team. You, have, you don't have professional players, you don't have professional coaches. It's a whole other world. So you have to deal with these people in a different way than they, than. I don't know. Uh, Omar is, uh, is dealing with uh, Jose Mourinho. So it's different. And secondly, it's wrong because it doesn't make you appreciate the way non-professional football is. Uh, because then you think of non-professional football just as a, as a getaway experience uh, to professional football. And you don't appreciate what you are living in. Uh, so you are... And you can really think by just... We have people, we have clubs coming to, to play the games. We, we have normally, after the games, sometimes even before the games, we <laughs> have some drinking, some chatting, and the music on and stuff. And you can only tell by looking at our opponents' faces, they are not enjoying the experience. They are nervous, they are tense, they are um, waiting for these 90 minutes uh, as if there was something to deal with and uh, then get over, try to win this game. And then we go back to life as if it was not a, a nice experience, something beautiful to enjoy. Uh, because this tension drives people uh, nervous, mad, and, and doesn't let them up enjoy the, the, the experience. So this is very wrong. We think it's very wrong. It might be <laughs> something that to my according to me it's still wrong but um reasonable if it was something you are barely, not barely um mainly paid for you know so you have this uh buy yesterday was barcelona Bayern munich okay Bayern munich comes to barcelona they play the game 
and that's it. That's their job. It's like a worker going into the, the factory in the morning and doing his job and then leaving. I don't, it's pretty much what uh, Mario Barotani was saying about the, the postman, no? Uh, so I cannot relate to that, but I can understand them because it's uh, just something they do as a job. Some, some of them don't even like football, for instance. So it's like, uh, it's a contradiction of terms. You cannot have non-professional players not, not liking football. Otherwise, they, they're not paid. Some are paid, and I think it's, a, it's a something deteriorating. I don't know if it's an English word, but it's something uh, that uh, creates a, a, a vicious circle because then you, you uh, create the same dynamics as in the professional leagues but with way less money so it's unjustified if a guy gets a hundred euros per month you i know you have higher rates in england but in italy it's way lower the perception so and we also pay per month not per week so it's very different but here if a guy pays uh, gets paid a hundred euros maybe because he comes from uh, a place that is far from the sports center. So uh, he needs uh, something for the gas, for the gasoline and stuff. And then, but he need, he enjoys his experience and he wouldn't go to somebody that pays him 150 because 50 US is only nothing, especially because you're people thinking of people who are working, having jobs, you know, In 50 US you go uh, have, uh, yourself a night as a waiter somehow somewhere you make it that and you get the same amount you would get in a month playing football it's seemingly complicated to express how wrong these uh these mechanisms are so so the phoenix Nofi came to us as uh, to me and my father who's the president of the of the club uh in this um in this period without activities uh while there was no football because when you have the games every week, you are constantly driven by um, the day-to-day -day activity. So you, you have really not much time to think. So this lockdown actually um, revealed to be a good timing, good time to, to create some innovative project. And we thought of this uh, competition. Uh, we started researching, uh, we started looking for, we wanted this competition to be a celebration of non-professional football. It's even in the name, I won't get to that uh, later, but um, it needs to be something fully different from the, it, it needs to be something that has, just like non-professional football, it has the same grounds of the professional football, but in the perception is fully different. So we should have the same kind of looking, the same kind of um, promotion as the, okay, maybe the Champions League is aiming too high, but of the, the this kind of uh, competitions, for instance, we, we live stream the game, so it's it's not something which it's just not just a, some random friendly games. It's uh, it's something we want to be more organized, more professional somehow, but not in in in, in how we manage it, not in how we play it per se. Um, but at the same time, it needs to be enjoyed fully as an amateur and as a non-professional experience. So. Um, we uh, we stressed a lot on the on the hospitality um, part component. Um, so basically, what happens is that the um, the home team 
has to provide the accommodation and the dinner for the for, for everybody so both home team and away team for the away team so it's it's something that brings two clubs together then in the, those 90 minutes these clubs are not enemies but opponents and everybody wants to win the game of course so uh, after the 90 minutes we are friends we, we we come together also because we wanted to that's why also in, in the research we, we we were looking for clubs that were um at the beginning we called them uh, iconic cult i know it sounds sounds a little bit uh, pretentious i don't know if it's a word in english but it, it does sound like that but you know you need to be bold when you when you create something innovative so we wanted to have this kind of image we wanted to have some some clubs because because the regular club is doesn't have even if he doesn't have the, the mentality I was expressing before, which is completely negative, is pretty much uh, basic. We wanted to, and it's not wrong, but we wanted to have from the first edition some uh, extraordinary clubs because we know it's a, it's a bold idea and we wanted to have people to confront with people that could understand it, that could understand the value of it, the potential of it. And um, so the, the research was not easy. <laughs> um we were we were looking we were, we thought at the beginning at 10 clubs format and then um then after some we changed our format many times also <laughs> each time we were um having a a, a meeting with the uh with one club we were changing the the, the project even more and more always adding some uh some uh constructive um modifications and that's also good because that's exactly what we wanted to have somebody that could bring on some um, contribute with ideas you know what i mean so, mm. yeah i don't absolutely. know if i'm getting out of theme so <laughs> no, absolutely yeah and i think you know one thing i'd really like to ask about because i think you know the the, the the trophy because of the because of the clubs that are involved you know it has managed to sort of make its way across europe more people are aware of it um and i i would imagine quite a few people are wondering about the name and you know i was having a look on the on the trophy's website about this and mm -hmm. it's a it's an acronym each letter stands for something so could you tell us a little bit more about that each of these sort of they're almost the principles of the tournament aren't they yes yes we that's actually a combination uh, that came from my mind so i'm pretty <laughs> proud of it um because we were this is a, a huge uh, example of problem solving we were thinking we had this issue with the name at the beginning i have to tell you the name was euro cult league you know it was the first uh, draft uh, whatsoever because it was combining the, the the idea of europe of course the idea of league then which we then removed because we didn't want to create problem but we didn't want it to be a cup because the cup you have only um yeah then i know, don't know the, the, the way the, the way to say it in english but you play home and away and then you proceed here it's more throughout the year so it's like more in a league type that type of thing that's why we wanted to have that inside but then after the super league incident and all this kind of stuff maybe it was not a good idea to have it inside and cult was referring not in a religious way of course but <laughs> was referring 
was referring to the idea that these clubs were exceptional in the in the in the non-professional context. It's actually, actually, they are probably again. It was a little bit um, pretentious, as I was saying, to 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 insert like this. Um, so, and then on the other side, I said from the naming uh, thing. We wanted to have a value chart, so something that would represent what we stand for. Uh, and I think what we stand for is very accurate because, you know, many in a world that pretty much goes with black and white, uh, not of course in, uh, in terms of skin color, but in terms of how you see issues, I want them, I want, and I'm explaining this also to my fellow. Uh, mates in this in this tournament mm. it's always better to be pro something in favor of something not against something because then you have a negative um, mind setting so this is a chart of we want to have a value chart of what we stand for not against mm. that's the thing uh, in, uh let aside this um parenthesis um so we combine i combined let's say i combine these uh <laughs> the, now we combine these these two um problems to to solve into one thing we found the name that could be um we, we that went came out of, of the of the suggestion pot because uh phoenix uh, the phoenix was um both in terms of some Clubs being Phoenix clubs, so uh, igniting from the ashes of, of uh, disappeared clubs or clubs that went in another direction, then, then it was uh, auspicable to, to have. Uh, and also in terms of, let's say, Phoenix football. So uh, European professional football, which is by force what our home model, because it's what we see in television every day, uh went into some direction we are non-professional football we need to show we go in another direction but using the same didn't go in another direction because of the in the non-direction because of the of having uh i don't know uh the champions league because the champions league mm. is a good thing it brings clubs together from all, all corners of, of europe it's it's good uh the way it became is less probably good. <laughs> and um, so we wanted to have this kind of European uh, Union, um, unionism, uh, but in a, in a good way. So, yeah. um, so that's why the Phoenix was, was very important to us. Since uh, also finding uh, an acronym with a PHOE was hard, we, <laughs> we, 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 we chose the, 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 other, the easier way because also it's more intangible in, in other languages. Phoenix Absolutely. is, is uh, how they say it in, in Czech Republic or in Spain, uh, pretty much how they say it in Germany and, uh, and, um, and Netherlands too. Here in Italy, we almost say like this, it's more understandable than than uh, than than phoenix that also recalls a little bit phoenix arizona so that's not really what we want to be if then you go on google you you paint uh, you type uh, phoenix and then you have something else so wanted to have something that was quite out, not outstanding but unique very unique and yeah. uh, and then and then we to to each of the five letters of the of the phoenix um we found the right word to define our tournament. So 
you have the F that stands for friendly, as in friendship uh, among clubs, and also friendly as in not something. Um, at the beginning, we were not even supposed to create a tournament. It was a, 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 a lot of friendly games combined together that mm -hmm. we, in our mind, calculated, but it was actually structured as friendly games. Uh, then the E stands in Europe for European. The N, of course, for, non for non-professional. Um, on the I and the X, we were a little bit uh, uh, we had a little bit trouble at the beginning, but then we we fixed it. And um, the I stands for innovative because it's definitely an inno an innovation in the in in football, not only non-professional football. It's an innovation to uh, cool, as they say in French, um, and also because it's not. As I was saying before, just uh, uh, just gathering some clubs to play some some friendly games. It turned to be something more structured, some more organized, uh, with a proper um, uh, communication system, with proper streaming uh, devices and stuff. So mm. um, it's something that wants to be to, to to to. This is the first edition, but we want to be we want this to be not a one-time wonder. We want this to have. Um, to, to, to prosper. Uh, and then the X uh, that was uh, uh, hard. <laughs> At first, I thought uh, something uh, like exceptional because of the <laughs> characteristic uh, of the of the clubs, and it was a little bit of a stretch. But then we found the this is props to Daz from um, from Czech Republic. I have to say it's not my thinking uh, for once. Uh, <laughs> um, um, Exynos is the in, in the Greek culture, is both the, 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 the foreign person and the, ho the, the guest. So you have this, uh, this kind of uh, duality in which the, 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 who comes uh, from, a, from abroad, from, a, from another land, uh, is, um, is, is accepted in his different, uh, let's say, qualities, in his different characteristics. It doesn't, it's different from, for instance, inclusive. Inclusive is more into finding, merging the, not even merging the culture, uh, bringing the, the, the other culture into your culture to make it, no, I'm not finding the right one. It's more mm -hmm. um, managing the the, 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 the the guy into your culture. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, when Xinyang, Acknowledges the differences between cultures and uh, among cultures, and accepts it, accepts it, accepts them. So it's in, in, it and uh, and treat the, 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 the different the, the somebody different because of their you know it's coming out wrong. I'm not expressing it the way I want. Wait. Um, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I think I think you're doing a good job there. Um, I was actually just trying to have a look, a quick look on your website for the for this word because I think it's a really. A yeah, it's a very rare word. It's uh, uh, I, I've seen comments on social medias uh, of English people saying it's the first time I I hear about this word. It's the first it's time actually, I've heard this word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yes, thinking. we we have you know it's um, the word xen the 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 the, the, the uh, prefix xenos is mostly used in in a negative uh, exception. So um, you have the the xenophobia. So mm. the, 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 the the it's not even the hate; it's the fear of somebody different. Mm. You know. So uh, I don't want to define something with the op 
opposite opposite of it because then then you you more you are more focused on the opposite than on the actual one that's it i've just i've just um i've just googled the definition uh because i'm not i'll, I'll have to put my hands up and say i'm not hot on my uh, ancient greek um <laughs> <laughs> but it, i think it's actually a perfect word actually it says it's the the sort of the relationship between a host and a guest um as you say if it's from a different land or a different city mm. and i think that actually perfectly encapsulates um what this is all about and i think also at this you know i think as well if you think about perhaps sort of um at this particular moment in time when of course you know because of the last 18 months of the pandemic you know having a relationship in this you're know, being able to build a relationship with somebody from somewhere else is, is more difficult it's hard yes. stay apart as well so yeah. i think it's a really <laughs> A really good word to use here, actually. Yeah, it's very yeah, good. and it's very much based in the in the. It then explains the concept of the tournament because, as I was saying mm. before, we stress a lot the hospitality thing. We wanted this to be, um, something that the two clubs have uh, as a as a memory to um, as a cheerful memory. So. It must be a celebration of football, a celebration of non-professional football, a celebration of football not in different countries. So, yeah. it's also something that, <laughs> off the top of my mind, it's also going to be interesting from a purely football perspective to see how the 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 level in the countries are because we we chose clubs that. Um, not to create too much um, uh, difference between the, 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 the in, in competitive difference uh, in the in the groups, uh, we chose mm. clubs from the we decided to have clubs from the sixth to the eighth tier in each um, mm. in each country. Well, and if, I, if actually, you'll um, if you'll let me, I, I if you'll forgive me, I just wanted to. This is exactly what I wanted to come on to next. If you don't mind me sort okay, of asking okay, okay. my no, question, no, Leonardo. Definitely, thank, definitely. Thank you. That was it. So yeah. So this is. Um, I mean. You know, the Phoenix Trophy will will be of particular interest to SD Europe's network because three of the clubs taking part um, are a part of SD Europe's network. You know, you have SD United of Manchester from England, you've got Akersley from Warsaw in Poland, um, and you have HF, HFC Falke from Germany. Um, and it would be great to to sort of you know find out a little bit more about how you selected these clubs and, and, and what they have in common you know perhaps with the other clubs taking part as well yes um it's hard to the, this is a question they they asked us a lot and it's hard to define um a single characteristic that they that they have all together in common i'd say uh since the the the, the, the purpose of the, the competition is to celebrate the uh, non-professional football. We decided to look uh, all around Europe for clubs that for different reasons, and I'm going to get to that, were um, managing uh, non-professional football um, in, a, in a way of, how can I say, that made sense per se, without saying, okay, I'm doing this because I want to um, grow as a club so much that I want to become professional. I'm doing this because I like where I am. I, the biggest example is Ring FC. They have been up and running for 16 years. 
they have been they they have a huge fan base they have been their own stadium and they are having of course a competitive squad because how can you not be having that when you are such a unknown club but they are not for instance the, the the most spending in their own league which is odd if you think of it because even if you connect one they have almost uh, a million uh, fans on facebook let's say they have a fundraiser where everybody chips in one dollar one one euro i want to say dollar or what's turning <laughs> one pound i don't know the answer uh and then they raise an incredible amount of money so the thing is they use money for something else than just to 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 you know in it my father always says uh the difference between uh, um non-professional football and professional football is like the difference between a cat and a tiger so you can feed off a cat a lot but it will not become a tiger it's just <laughs> something else so uh you need to enjoy the cat basically so you need to have um something that connects with the with the with the local community you're gonna have something that um, for instance, in Park, they are having this uh, beautiful ex- football experience in which uh, that really belongs also to our uh, personal uh, experience. Uh, so, you again, it can be something that connects with your history or with your youth system. So, uh, and having your history as a modern. So, for instance, I think in this kind of uh, um, stream, we have Modigiani from home who uh, is the, the third team in, in home, just like uh, we are in, in Milano. And actually, we are going to organize a, a tournament in Italy with the third team of the biggest cities. Then we postpone it due to COVID, but it's something we will do. Uh, and also, they used to have, they used to play, they play like 20 years in the professional leagues and they, they their youth, from the youth system came some of the, most important players in Italian football, uh, world champions, Francesco Totti, Luca Toni, very mm, like big players. And the same goes for AFC um, W, no, DWS, I always get mix it, uh, from Amsterdam. For them, it's also uh, closer to, 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 to the, 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 the ranking because in Amsterdam, you have Ajax, and that's pretty much it. So they are just kind of the second team in Amsterdam. And they used to play, they also won a, 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 a national uh, league title back in 1963 or 64, long time ago. But they used to be a, a very important also in the recognition of the, of the people living, of the Amsterdam inhabitants, because Ajax, okay, was the big team and uh, everybody was uh, supporting them uh, throughout the country, just like kind of like Juventus here in Italy, you know? But yeah. the people from Turin and the people from Amsterdam were recognizing as uh, Turin, you know, the, 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 and uh, DWS as their um, favorite team. So um, they have uh, important roots and uh, and also the same the, um, thing goes for the for the, sec- the youth system. The, from, from them is Gunnit and um, Frank Eichard, and also in the golden generation uh, when they won the won the, the, the national uh, championship, you had Hansen Brink playing there, uh, you had uh, Young Blood, you have a lot of 
players that actually went on to to play the World Cup, unfortunately not to win it, but it was a, a whole another story and you know for another time. But um, so uh, also I have to say on this kind of stream at streamline, um, we wanted to involve and we actually talked to Chef uh, NFC because how can we miss on the on one of the uh, most important experience in amateur in non-professional football clubs all this the, the ones all this club so you've told us about the tournament you've told us about um the clubs that are, are taking part um you know some listening might be thinking wow this is great this is fantastic it's a real celebration of sort of semi-professional and non-professional football how can you know, football supporters out there listening support the tournament. I understand. Is there a fundraiser at the moment? Is that correct? Yes, uh, we, of course, uh, unlike the the big clubs, we don't have UEFA or uh, big televisions uh, uh, networks giving us uh, the proper money we deserve. <laughs> so we hopefully we will get somehow to that, but right now it's fully self finance. So. Uh, the clubs are uh, putting a hand in their pockets and, and seeing try to avoid uh, unnecessary costs and try to lower the cost as much as possible. But of course, the clubs are moving in the direction to find some um, institutional uh, supporters and stuff. But of course, also, since it's uh, very much for the people, uh, how they this is the, the claim uh, UEFA used to to shut down the Super League. So now we want this this claim to be fully ours, and we are doing this to 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 let the we are showing the, the we are live streaming for free the, the the on on our YouTube channel the game. So it's something that. All the football uh, fans and uh, football lovers can uh, can watch and uh, and uh, and enjoy. Uh, we have um, we have the a, a crowdfunding campaign in, in place uh, on on the GoFundMe platform. Uh, it's called Let the Phoenix Fly. It's kind of a pun over the fact that the Phoenix should be flying and us flying throughout Europe. Um, it didn't start off on the right foot, let's say, but I hope uh, now we raise a little bit of uh, awareness about uh, the presence and uh, perhaps somebody will, uh, will be more than happy to, to help our cause. And where can, of, um, sorry, sorry, Leonardo, and where can, um, if somebody would like to donate to that, is this on your website? Is it somewhere as well? Yes. Uh, we, we placed it everywhere we could. <laughs> no, <laughs> we, so... I, it's um, you can find it on our website uh, right uh, below the, the, the big logo. There is a, 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 a stripe saying "Donate here." You click it, and that opens the link. We have it in our bio on uh, on Instagram. Um, we have it in on Twitter. I think it's the 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 the, the, the I don't know the, the the term, the technical term, but it's the first post uh, that's standing yes. on our page. So. Uh, and if you look for Let the Phoenix Fly, written as F E N I X, um, on, on, on the GoFund platform, you, you should find it. Um, we have very beautiful uh, rewards for uh, all the donors, so um, that includes some very more than material stuff that it's uh, nice, but then again, it's uh uh quite um how can i say it 
a little bit hard to manage, but uh, <laughs> also, also we are not sticking to to Matthean to Matthianism. So we wanted to give the fan to the donors some uh, unforgettable experiences. So you have um, um, experiences that relate to 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 enjoying the the, the after party with your with your favorite club, uh, um, kicking a, a penalty in your in your in your stadium. Uh, at half time, so something that really connects the, the 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 club to the to the to the people. So the clubs to the people. So uh, and that's the beauty of uh, non-professional football because uh, in professional football players are uh, unapproachable. We want this to be, um, of course, we want this in in the crowdfunding campaign. We want to reward the donors, but in general, we want this experience to be very. Friendly, let's say that's also mm. in the name, but something that brings along the more than just two clubs and 22 players plus the substitutes, um, two communities, uh, so that um, it's really an experience for the away team to to, to see a, a new city, to 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 merge in the in the local life, and um, and for the home team. And the home fans and the home uh, uh, supporters to get to meet somebody else, some meet new cultures and stuff. So, yeah, um, it's a very it, it's really our purpose to connect these um, mm. different cultures, different also way not just culture in a, in, in a stereotypical way of saying uh, we're coming from different places, so we have different cultures and stuff. It's not like somebody's coming from Australia or New Zealand. Uh, we, <laughs> we we do have some uh, <laughs> common grounds, but it's also something. It's also very much related to football. To how uh, I'm already learning a lot on how football works in in the UK, in the Netherlands, in Germany, and stuff. So mm. uh, it's really an enriching experience. Mm. Uh, back to our crowdfunding campaign yes you can find it I, I don't know on Facebook where you can find it but because I'm not sure we, we it should be in our description mm -hmm. if it's not I won't do it uh, either way so <laughs> I will put it either way but Brilliant. if you want to help we, we would love for you to help us we would love to for you to contribute to this um, beautiful dream and also Absolutely, if you're coming from a from a country that is not represented in the in the uh, in the in the trophy, which is possible because after all we represent only seven out of more than twenty countries on Europe. Uh, by all means, tell us who we should uh, invite, who we should uh, consider for the next um, mm. editions and stuff. We want to, of course, it, what's the, the real values in, in our experience stands in the in the network we created. Mm. Uh, that, that is something that you can totally relate as uh, as the Europe. Uh, this is even this is even harder to create the network because it's there is an even less uh, perceivable uh, link among mm. the clubs. Uh, so from from in some ways. Uh, more discretionary, but in some other ways, it's also more open. And uh, mm. uh, so, yes. Uh, and also, and of, for the clubs who are not uh, who are not taken into consideration, because we just we simply Google didn't uh, uh, point you out, point you out uh, <laughs> <laughs> first. Uh, um, we have opened uh, an email account uh, 
uh, it's uh, join at phoenixnofi.eu for that for you to to submit application and um, in general uh, to to tell us your story so that uh, for the mm. future editions uh, hoping this edition will be a, will be a blast um, for the future edition we will for sure have a talk so mm. <laughs> we already oh. have um, and then you know them um, I'm always confused on how to call them but let's say uh, y and B Bevan that um, yes yes okay uh, yes it's a combination of the two, so I never know. Let's say Bevan because it's the original one, so let's call it by the, by their name. Um, their posters and uh, we, I actually knew, not Robin, not personally Robin, but Robin is working on is a journalist, and he has a very close friend and a, a co-worker. It's called Mikian. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right because it's uh, still Dutch and I don't speak Dutch yet. Um, the, he came once to Milano and he did uh, an article of us. So we, I met him. I even mm. took a photo with him. Uh, so yes, I already knew the experience. And um, if it was a, if we had a larger format, I, I would probably I don't include them. But mm. there would be time. <laughs> Great. Well, Leonardo, that was everything I wanted to ask about. Um, I think you've given a fantastic um, insight into what the trophy is all about, the club's taking part. Um, so to just sort of wrap things up, what I wanted to ask, so if those listening are thinking, wow, I'd love to keep an eye on this tournament uh, on the matches, see how it's going. So you're on Twitter, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Phoenix Nofi, pretty, pretty simple. It's Phoenix Nofi on Twitter, Phoenix Nofi on Instagram, and Phoenix Nofi yeah. on Facebook. And on YouTube, we, it's called, um, our channel is called Phoenix Nofi TV. Fantastic. So okay. You can uh, check it out and Wonderful. subscribe. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, we'll be keeping a, a keen eye on how it progresses as well. And perhaps maybe at the end um, of, of, of the sort of this, this, this uh, first edition, we can touch base again and hear how things Absolutely, absolutely. That would be fantastic. We... Please go on. No, no. I, I was going to wrap things up and I was ah, going okay. to say, no, you know, no. bef bef yeah. I want, before, before we, we finish, I, I think like I, I did a lot of talking and maybe I didn't touch a few points that would be interesting for some, because we are eight clubs um, divided in, into two groups. Uh, the two groups were randomly selected uh, through a beautiful note that was seen by a lot of people on our YouTube channel. Uh, the only distinction we kept is that the Italian teams, us and Odigiani from home, were kept in separate pots because mm -hmm. this comes straight out the Champions League. So <laughs> we didn't want this kind of thing. Um, so in Group A, we have uh, Modigiani from home, Cuenca Mestallistas from Valencia, which, by the way, since I'm talking to you, you should get in touch with them. They are also a, a beautiful expression of uh, football popular, so also declined in the Spanish way. That's what really caught us uh, our attention. And they are in Valencia, which is a beautiful city. Can't wait to, to visit it again. Um, then we have HFC Fanke from Hamburg. And... Uh, uh, Prague Raptors football club from Prague, of course. Uh, very innovative, uh, fast, fast forward, no, how do you say? Uh, forward thinking. Forward thinking club, yes. Yeah. Yes, very 
22nd century. In Group B, there's of course us uh, from Milan, uh, FC United uh, from Manchester, AKS Zni, uh, another club in, in your network from Warsaw, uh, which is a really outstanding uh, ex democracy experiment in football. And uh, uh, last but not least, AFC DWS uh, from Amsterdam, as I was saying before. Uh, these two groups will be the, the four clubs in each group will face each other uh, home and away. So six, six uh, games for each club. <clears throat> and then by the end of, of, the, of the last uh, game, you will have uh, two tables sorted out from first to, to fourth. And then we will have a, a weekend all together in the beautiful uh, city of, uh, let's see, town of Rimini by the seaside. Very, I don't know if there is any German listening, but I think you might know it. <laughs> it's very <laughs> famous for uh, German uh, um, sightseeing. Um, and it's going to be, the dates aren't quite sorted out yet. We were uh, looking at the last uh, weekend of May. It's going uh, to be probably delayed into the first week of June. Keep an eye on that. We will keep you updated. And in these two days, we will have the, the four final, four, four games, uh, four final games. So the fourth against the fourth, the third against the third, the second against the second, and the grand final between the first two, the two in the first places. So everybody plays the same amount of games. We have a, a fully defined uh, league table from first to eight. And also we come together um, in, the, in one location. So we get to meet everyone. So... Uh, not just the our uh, uh, fellow clubs in the same uh, group, but also the other ones. Uh, it's going to be a very beautiful experience. It's going to be a very uh, exciting weekend because we're going to have uh, a lot of uh, activity and a lot of football. It's going to be a, a football Oktoberfest uh, to keep it uh, <laughs> keep it night. Um, and also the first game is going to be uh, we're going to have. Uh, Prague Raptors visiting uh, HFC Funk in Hamburg uh, on uh, Wednesday, the 22nd of, uh, of September as our first game. So tune in on our YouTube channel. And then the, 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 the following week, we're going to, we personally, <laughs> we, the BFC, we're going to go to Warsaw to play AKS Sni on Thursday the 30th. Which reminds me, I have to finalize some details in the in the flight tickets. But okay, it's uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, okay. So, Leonardo, thank you ever so much for joining me to talk about the Phoenix Trophy. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. It's been a pleasure for me as well. I thank you for for interviewing me. Uh, I really want. I really hope this uh, initiative will be um, very well received by by fans all over the all over the world. Actually, not just all over Europe. I think it has the potential to attract many people. There is even um, uh, a magazine from Shingi, Shingi. I think it's the right pronounce that wrote about us. So it's something that really can can get through all the corners of the world. And uh, I hope to be your guest uh, in a few in few few weeks to, to comment on how like a little bit of uh, Sky Sport panditing uh, about how the tournament is going. <laughs> so uh, yes, Luke, uh, uh, I, I I only saw the guy the lads were playing well, and uh, <laughs> I am. Um, 
I hope we will progress well in the in the in the next uh, in the next games. No, just kidding. I I only hope um, uh, my my words uh, uh, will um, open the hearts of the the the, the fans listening and. Uh, I hope to gain a few contributors as well. It's not my main point, of course. I don't want to be so shango. Uh, no, that's how you say it. I guess um, my my main purpose is actually to get all the attention I can and uh, to raise absolutely. the awareness about our tournament. Well, absolutely. I think you know this this tournament perfectly um, showcases, as you say, what non-professional football is all about. Um, and we really look forward to seeing how it progresses and we wish all the clubs taking part the very best in it. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. To find out more information about SD Europe, head to www.sdeurope.eu.